everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how unhealthy eating can make you thin. No, seriously. Um, there's a good chance right now, you know, with the holidays kind of smack dab in the middle of them that your eating is not the best. Um, but this is still a time you can become thin uh, in a roundabout way, but still it, it can help you. And the way it helps you is this, that when you eat unhealthy, it is the perfect time to really become aware of what the actual effects of eating unhealthy are. Um, let me preface this by saying, if you really want to master your weight, I think you've got to go beyond just the weight. Okay. And so most people think, well, I don't want to eat unhealthy because I don't want to put weight on. That's not a good way to think about it because the weight is further away. Okay. It, it, the weight takes a while for it to come on. So you can eat like shit this week and the weight's not going to show up for another week or two perhaps. So what we want to do is we need to find something to focus on a consequence of unhealthy eating that's a lot closer. And so when you eat unhealthy, the way it can help you become thin is when you start to realize that eating unhealthy is actually not that enjoyable. Okay. I get the consumption of it, the, the looking forward to it, the consumption of the food that's enjoyable. I wouldn't argue that. But as soon as that few minutes are over, now you're in the consequence phase and there are heavy consequences to be paid mentally, emotionally, physically, um, with the unhealthy eating. And so as you, you start to orient yourself to the natural consequences that follow unhealthy food choices, you're going to find that you start to reframe, change how you think about these foods. And when we do this, when we focus on the consequence, we can't just focus on the physical one. Okay. So I want to make that clear because a lot of people eat a, you know, a bag of cookies and they'll say, okay, how do I feel physically? I feel fine because you're used to eating that way. Okay. So a lot of times the consequence, physical consequences are going to be the least impactful ones. The most impactful ones are going to be the mental and emotional ones. And so when you eat unhealthy, what I want you to notice is five minutes after you finish eating, if you sit quietly with yourself, how do you feel mentally and emotionally from eating that way? And if you're trying to lose weight and you want to eat better, usually the mental side of it is that you start being very negative with yourself. You start being mean to yourself. You start beating yourself up. Um, you start thinking, you know, kind of more negatively uh, and it makes it harder to feel good, you know? So as you start paying attention to how you start thinking about yourself, how you start feeling after you eat unhealthy, it starts to reframe it. Um, to put it metaphorically, you know, if five seconds after or five minutes after, you know, you eat unhealthy, I showed up with a hammer and whacked your thumb. It would only take a couple times that before you said, you know what? I actually don't like eating that way because I don't get my thumb whacked. So again, what we're looking to do is look at the natural consequences that follow because it's not just the weight, it's how you're thinking and feeling as soon as you finish eating that way that a lot of times has the bigger impact on your life, your quality of life, than the actual weight piece of it. And so as you start to, again, you eat unhealthy, don't stop yourself, but pay attention to what the consequence that follows is. How are you thinking about yourself, about, you know, are you more optimistic or are you more negative? Do you feel more hopeful or you feel more hopeless? What are the emotions that follow with it? Do you feel motivated, excited, you know, ready to take on the world? Or do you feel frustrated and discouraged and like a failure? And so start to pay attention to the consequences that follow those eating behaviors. And it's going to help you be thin overall because you're going to start to realize, I don't want to eat better just because I want to lose weight. I want to eat better because I feel a lot better. I'm a better version of myself. I'm more optimistic, positive, hopeful, clear-headed, and feel a lot better when I make healthier food choices. So start to realize that, and it's going to go a far way towards helping you to live at the goal weight that you want to live at. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I uh, saw one question there, at least, and we'll get started with that. Let me see. Um...
There it is. Uh, reflection lesson really put this week in perspective. I've come so far and excited for the new year. Yes, Jody is talking about, she's in the program. This week here is a week that's so good because it's this magical time, um, really. Like like the week between Christmas and New Year's to me is a, a very magical time because, you know, it's kind of the closing of one year and the new year hasn't started yet. So it's kind of like this little limbo place that we're in. And it's the perfect week to reflect on what was going on over the last year. Because again, we tend to go through life first person. We're just kind of experiencing life, moving through it, and we don't have perspective. And so reflection is all about getting perspective, looking at things from a different angle. And looking at things with a different time angle is one of the most valuable things you can do because you start to appreciate um, what you've done this year. Some things have worked, some things haven't. You know, And as you start to look at those things, it puts you in a better position to succeed the following year, right? Because you're building on your successes, clarifying your challenges, and hopefully, you know, moving towards creating solutions for them. So that all starts with more reflection, reflecting on what is going on this year, what worked, what didn't work, what am I happy about, what am I frustrated and regret, um, and getting clear on those things. So you enter the new year with a new and improved plan. You know, I'm a huge fan of resolutions. I know people get so snarky and kind of negative with um, the resolutions as if, oh, Corey, I'm just going to fail. I'm just going to say them and then I'm not going to do them. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, there's a lot of cultural momentum. There's a lot of just like psychological momentum of, you know, starting anew. And so I think, you know, you, you really, you're, you're doing a disservice if you just don't do this during the new year. You know, if you don't take a few minutes and reflect on the year, what happened this year? You know, a lot more happened than you remember, you know? And so if you take, I mean, you know, God, if you could put a half hour and recapitulate the year, what, where was I last year at this time? What went on during this year? Because you've forgotten a lot of these things. They blur together. And um, you look at what happened, what worked, what didn't work. If, um, you know, you focus on things that are important to you, but we're, we're talking about weight loss here. But what did you do with your weight and your health? You know, um, we tend to think our brains are always looking to conserve energy. So we tend to think of things like kind of black or white. So it's a good year is a bad year, you know, but it wasn't, it was both. And so the more you can remember the year and bring more granular memory and understanding to what happened over the year, uh, it sets you up for a better, you're in a better position to, again, for the next year, you know, but if you never do this, you never learn what, what, worked, what didn't work and how to optimize things moving forward. So in that sense, yeah, your, your resolutions will be the same as they are every year. But yeah, reflections, in my opinion, reflections an enormous piece of success because um, as they say, good judgment's the result of bad judgment, you know? And so um, that's that. So Everett says, I always go back to binging the same five comfort products. I can easily escape all products except them. Um, yeah, I get that, Everett. So you're, you're in luck because at least you have clarity of what your main challenges are. Okay. So it's good that you realize already, um, what some of your, your challenging foods are. And so what I would look at now is it's not just the products. Okay. I want to make that clear. It's not because you're not eating these products just randomly. Uh, you're not like, like I can almost guarantee, I don't even know you don't know what products you're talking about, but I, I bet you're not like eating those products in the morning for breakfast. You know, you're probably not eating them at work for lunch, right? Because they wouldn't bring you comfort in those situations. So this is important to understand that when you have emotional eating behaviors, we don't want to, um, 
we don't want to just stop our emotional eating. We want to seek to understand it. And it's not the products. It's not the, the foods. It's not the comfort foods. It's us. And so before you eat those foods, right before you say, you know what, I'm going to get those foods, I'm going to eat them. Where are you at? What state are you in? What are you focusing on mentally? How do you feel emotionally, physically? And it's usually how you feel the environmental triggers that are really driving it as much as the actual product itself. And so I would begin to not just look at the products, but look at the behavior pattern. When are you doing it? Um, when are you eating it? Who's there? Who's not there? Um, where are you at? What else are you doing with it? The classic example is people be eating comfort foods while they're sitting on the sofa watching TV after working hard all day, you know, and um, that it becomes, you know, it's not just the food. It's, it's the entire behavior pattern that goes together. And so once you understand more details about what leads to the emotional eating, then you can start to find better solutions. So the solution is not to just stop eating those foods. The solution is to find other ways to bring comfort to yourself that doesn't involve food taking a bath, taking a yoga class, meditating, going to bed and taking a nap. There's any number of, of solutions that can bring you comfort, um, but it's really important that you start to recognize um, what the emotions that are triggering the emotional eating are in the first place. And then you can go and create strategies to deal with them. Um, Jacob says, I'm a delivery driver and work 12 hour days and I'm always eating junk food, need advice how to stop. Okay, yeah, Jacob, I, I, the first thing I would do is not stop eating junk food. Okay, that's not the first thing. Um, you're eating the junk food because that's what your programming is. That's what you know. And so if you stop eating junk food, you don't eat anything because you don't know what else to eat most likely. Yes, you have an idea that I should eat healthier food, but it's not really a program. And what I mean by program, one big piece that I'm referring to is your procedural memory. We have a part of our brain that really runs so much of our lives, which is procedural memory. And if you look at your life day to day, it's basically... We do this, then this, then this, then this, then this, then this, and this. And that's how our brain works. And so what's happening is, you know, oh, I shouldn't eat this junk food. I should eat something healthy. But there's no program. There's no procedural memory of what you should eat, right? And so what you try and do is you say, okay, I'm not going to eat the junk food. And then you're hungry. And then you don't have another better alternative there. And then you eat the junk food because you're hungry. And so, again, what I would suggest is not don't stop eating the junk food. I would start to find alternative, healthier solutions that will work for you you know, as a delivery driver, things that you can put in a, you know, a thermos or, you know, um, I'm blanking on a cooler or something, or just something that doesn't need a cooler. You know, um, I used to work jobs like that. I, I manual labor jobs. I did back in the day, 10, 12 hours, same thing. Um, and I had to figure things out, you know, sometimes I could stop and get food and sometimes I had to bring food with me. So again, it's about figuring out your specific situation, what's going to work best for you. And the other thing I'd say is this, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So in our minds, we always think black or white. And so if we're eating a lot of junk food, it's like, I got to stop eating all the junk food. I'm going to start eating all the healthy food. You know, but, but listen, there, there can be a transition period too, where you start experimenting and figuring out which healthier foods work for me, which ones are easy to make and last with my job, which ones do I, I relatively enjoy and which ones are healthy. And that's a process of figuring it out. And you probably don't know those things right now. So the first thing I do is not put my energy into stopping eating the junk food. I put my energy into making the healthier foods easier, more enjoyable, um, and, and more nutritious and nutrient dense. Um, so I hope that helps you out. Um, Everett says, thank you. You are welcome, Everett. Happy I can help you if that does help. 
Yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. This is a funny week. I mean, I, I know this is, like I was saying, it's a great week for reflection. <laughs> Jacob said, I appreciate it. You're welcome, Jacob. I, I hope it helps out a little bit. Again, it's step by step. That's the biggest thing I would suggest to you. People with weight loss are so all or nothing with how they approach change that that in and of itself usually sabotages people more than anything else, you know, is the all or nothing nature of things. We're not all or nothing people. It's hard to go from eating all junk food to eating perfect. And that's what people want. That's what they're expecting out of themselves. Um, but I think it's much more realistic to start strategically transforming what you're eating. And again, by starting with making healthier foods just easier and, and more enjoyable, optimizing your healthy options, you know. Um, so I hope that helps you out. How's everyone liking? I don't know if you can tell. You notice the colors changing behind me? Got a little, got a little light situation here going for Christmas. So I don't know if people like that. I, I think it's pretty cool. I like watching it. <laughs> Jimena says, I usually eat everything that people put on my plate when it's dinner, breakfast. I don't even notice. Yeah, I don't even notice. You just hit the nail on the head. Um, I don't even notice if I'm full. Yeah, um, and, and you don't even need to eat the full part. People don't notice. Uh, again, folks, I always, in Program Yourself Then we always have this saying that awareness precedes change. Your, your behaviors in general, we run on autopilot. That's how we run. That's how our brain is designed. We learn something and then it goes into autopilot and then we just do it. We do what we did. And so to me, the first part of change is gaining awareness of what our behaviors are. How, how do we get ourselves in this position where we're overeating, right? So for you, people are just putting food on your plate and you're just eating it, completely unaware, mindless, right? Mindlessly just eating whatever's on your plate in front of you. And yeah, then you realize when, by the time you stop, you're totally full, you know? So yes, there is, it is true. It takes on average 10, 15 minutes or so between when you've eaten enough for your brain to get the, the message, you know, and it's a whole process, you know, um, that, that lets you know you've had enough food. So, yeah, if you're eating quickly, if you're eating mindlessly, it's very easy to blow past that um, that full full feeling markers. OK, so what you want to do man, is you want to become more aware. So, again, this is why I suggest to people, right, this kind of builds on what I was just saying. If you can get past the idea of wanting to change everything immediately all at once, what you can do is you can start to be more strategic with your weight loss, which you are not. No one is strategic with their weight loss. Everyone's tactical. You're using one tactic. I'm going to stop eating carbs. I'm going to eat 1,200 calories a day. I'm only going to eat for eight hours a day. I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. It's right. It's all this one tactic you think is going to get it done. It's not. And so once you kind of slow down and realize, okay, I'm going to do this one time. I'm going to lose this weight one time so I can get to my goal weight and set myself up to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. Completely different goal. I got it. What's up, Don? Um, once you set that as the goal, things change, you know, and now you set yourself up to be able to be more strategic and strategic in Jimena's case is um, starting to understand, okay, the first thing I want to focus on is my breakfast, right? I'm starting my day off way overeating. And so I want to focus on getting breakfast down and you take all your attention and put it on breakfast. Let me figure out why am I overeating? Oh, I'm overeating because people are just put stuff on my plate. And I'm eating mindlessly. And next thing you know, I'm way blown past it. What are some strategies I can use to eat better during breakfast? What can I do? Maybe I'll put my own stuff on the plate. Maybe I'll put the stuff on a plate. Maybe I'll start using a smaller plate. You know, again, I mean, there's a million strategies that you could use, but when you start going into it this way, you know, what strategies can I use to make it easier to eat better at breakfast? Very quickly, you're going to come up with real solutions and you're going to start to understand those little moments. You know, it's being mindless. Uh, it's being mindless when you're reading. It's um, not paying attention. It's not being mindful and aware while you're reading. It's allowing other people to just make the food that you're going to eat. 
you know, and then you're just eating what they put on your plate. So they're basically dictating what you're doing. So you need to regain the control over your breakfast eating first, because when you focus this way, when you be strategic with your eating and you focus on just your breakfast at first, for example, what happens is you're changing everything because if you start eating better for breakfast, right? You start eating more nutritionally. You start eating a lower amount. You're not so full. Now what you've done is you've set your day up to be different the rest of the day, just that alone. So if you eat a proper breakfast, you feel satisfied, you feel good. Now you feel lighter. You feel happy. You feel proud of yourself. You can't believe you did it. That wasn't that hard. I could do this for a long time. Holy shit. I did it. You know what I mean? You get excited. You start feeling proud of yourself. And now that feeling goes into the rest of the day. And just that alone is going to send your day on a different path. You start your day feeling lighter, healthier, more proud of yourself, um, realizing the strategies that set you up for success. This is how, what you start building on. This becomes a foundation for your ultimate success. Okay. But it's one thing at a time, you know? And so again, the more patient you can be with this process, I think you really set yourself up to get better results. And so Jimenez says, thanks so much. You're welcome. And by the way, uh, again, if you all are not in my world, Go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, watch the training I give you. It's all free. Um, and I email you things every day and that will help you as well. It'll help you stay mindful because I'm always sending you, um, you know, kind of encouraging supportive messages that kind of point out a different approach to weight loss, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that helps you out. But yeah, I know it's a funny time. I mean, people are, you know, th this isn't the time most people are kind of thinking about weight loss or get another couple of days and we'll have to think about it. So, uh, you know, I'm going to get out of here, but I just wanted to pop on and mostly I'm kind of testing out. I got, I got a new setup here. I got, I got new lights, got new cameras, uh, recording stuff all over the place. So, uh, it's kind of cool for me, but it's all working. I think we'll find out after this. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Uh, and I may see you tomorrow. If I don't, I, I, I hope you have a great new year. Um, you're bigger in the picture. I am bigger in the picture, aren't I? I'm going to, I was thinking that. Let me shrink myself a little bit. Can I even shrink myself? I think like once you start the live, like you're set. That's it. Oh, there I am. There I am. Can you tell that the lights flashing, changing behind me? All right, watch this. All right, you can't see what shows up. Purple. You can't really see them too much. You can kind of see it though, huh? Is it still switching? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, all right, everyone. Thanks so much. Slightly, I know. Yeah, you really can't tell, right? It's kind of cool. And the other other pictures, it kind of looks like it is, but I'll have to find out. Anyways. All right, uh, Bailey, I'll see you. I'll see you later, Jody, if you're on the call. Um, and if not, have a, have a super new year. All right, everyone, have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.